Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 121. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jam Session Teteris. Adam Jam Session is the name today because we were just breaking it down in the studio before we Joe, started this Joe podcast. Is, uh, breaking it down as well. That's right. Our sound engineer, you can't see him. You've never seen him. You've never heard him, <laughs> unfortunately. But he's, uh, uh, what, what's it? Uh, he's getting busy. I believe that's the technical. Uh, uh, technical over term. over in the, in the studio. He's got to be in, in the stewed. I don't know if there's a name for Joe. If there's a name for your studio, you're gonna have to let me know what that is so I can plug it right here. Joe Studio. Yeah. Joe Studio Fifty Four. I don't know. Joe Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm just I, you know give it a name. I want to plug it. I want people to know that this is a professional operation that we're running here. Yeah, I mean somewhat. Well, I mean mostly depends on often when you said that like that you, you sounded a little bit like salacious crumb the little monkey guy that hangs out with Jabba the Hutt salacious like, well! <laughs> yeah you know uh, that little guy I'm talking about I do little yeah, handsome fella yeah salacious crumb mm-hmm. episode 121 I was just telling Adam I feel like we've been doing this podcast for uh, 20 years that's right that's the twist we've been doing one episode for uh, when did we start this 2015 gotcha before that it's all been one continuous episode it's all a dream state right uh, it, this is uh, episode 170 with our legacy numbering. Mm. If you count all the one shots, our movie reviews, all of our knickknacks and miscellaneous paddy episodes, well. all the paddy wax, you got to count those as well. Yeah. So 121 in continuity, legacy numbering 170. I feel like we are due for a shakeup. We could do like the Marvel Comics reboot, get the renumber going. Try to sell that. these books, you know? Oh, yeah. We People come in on Wednesdays. They see podcasts on podcasts on podcasts on the shelves. We need to we need to make ours pop. People need to know that we have history. We've been around since the beginning. In two, we weren't in, here in, in, 2000, the in 2015. Back then, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. But How half, are you, man? Half, you doing half good? Half a drone, half a decade. Half a decade counts for something. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's a long time to do something. You doing well? I'm as doing we're okay. As we're closing out this decade, you getting ready? I am getting ready. Yeah. I'm ready, getting ready to do some recapping of this year. How are you preparing? <clears throat> I've just been thinking back on 2019, favorite movies, mm. favorite TV shows, mm. favorite albums. Uh-huh. Um, Jesus is king. Mm, not on my list. It's not on my list. Is it? No. I haven't thought about my favorite albums, as a matter of fact. I got to think about that. I had a few uh, duds this year. Yeah. I don't play enough video games to be like favorite video games. Video games. I definitely got a couple of favorite video games from this past year. There have been some good ones. There's some decade lists going on. Uh I can't. I can't. Decades too much. I don't remember. That's too much. I I can't be held responsible. I wasn't keeping track like that. For 10 years? God, no. Yeah. I don't want to look back 10 years. I don't want to see the man that I was. (laughs) <laughs> I I've cannot seen face so this. many movies. Yeah, 2010. Isn't that when we like met? 2010 is 2011. Uh, yeah, it's probably around 2010. That's a long time. It has been a long time. Yeah, it's been a very long time. I walked into uh, our uh, our meeting grounds, mm-hmm. as I call them. Yeah, our training grounds. Right, uh, where we first met. I, I walked in there the other day. I didn't expect to see anyone that I I recognized, but I saw a few old uh, old friends, familiar faces. Right, it was like a reunion of sorts, and I was teleported back. To 2010 or or whichever, maybe it was 2011. Yeah, uh, when you and I met at the Big Fruit Company on Walnut Street, right? And it was uh, it was fun. It was thinking back, you know, how much time has passed. It's kind of crazy. Many moons, many moons, yeah. and two suns over Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of Star Wars talk. Yeah, 
look, if you're not into Star Wars, sorry, the state of CBGA right now. We're 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 getting ready. We're batting down the hatches. Yeah. for episode nine. It's showtime. And you know we we're talking about Mando, <clears throat> Mandem for sure. And uh, we can't help ourselves. We're just participating in the discourse, right? Right. Uh, we will talk about Baby Yoda today. Last episode, we spent a little bit of time on mm-hmm. uh, Young Bull, Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about that today and, and his rise as, a, a, like, really a sudden pop culture icon. Yeah. Out of the blue. I think somebody was like, creature of the decade. What? That's what people are saying. What? There's a thi- <laughs> My reaction is, <laughs> I don't know about that, but then I'm thinking, well, what would be the creature? You know what? The creature of the decade for me is probably Gritty. That's a very Philadelphia take. Yeah, it is. That's a very, that's a very, very have to. homegrown. And Gritty is a creature. Yes. <laughs> that's a creature. Apparently he's been living underneath the state the Wells Fargo for, for, for many moons now. <laughs> yeah, we are covered That's why his him. eyes are like that. Yeah. Well, you, just Google Gritty Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it. On what, what we're talking about here. You're welcome, and I'm sorry. You, you, they say you stare into the abyss, <clears throat> and Gritty stares back. Wow. And, uh, and I, Gritty is the creature of the decade for me, but I could see how young Bull Yoda would be that for some. Yeah. I'm I mean, waiting for his turn. Here's what I believe. This is, he's going to go to the dark side? Is it? A, I don't know if it's a hot take if this is just me anticipating something. I'm making a prediction. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to discover Young Bull Yoda. Spoilers for, listen, yeah. spoilers for Man. <laughs> well, you say that, but I don't know. <laughs> spoilers for Mandalorian. I'm just saying. Somebody's going to discover Intret, that at your own risk. Baby Yoda, he's been alive for 50 years, right? Yeah. Right? He's Different generation, two. okay? About two is the change. So in them 50 years, you better believe he started a racy, controversial Twitter account, all right? I know people are going to find it. <laughs> it's going to get uncovered, and I will not be surprised when he gets canceled. Okay? Wow. We're going to find all of his edgy jokes from 2009. And it was like where he says, look, it was a different time. I was trying material out. Wow. And yeah, I know we're going to find Bull it. Young Bull Yoda is going to get canceled? I know we're, we're going to discover that he was an ICP fan, big insane clown posse guy. Whoa. You know. <laughs> you know. Whoa. You know that he was a juggalo, Jug Yoda. You know that wow. this is true. Jug, he was a jugger, yo? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm calling oh, it right now. Oh, man, the names of these episodes just, you know. I, I can't. Jugger, yo is a. <laughs> jugger, yo sounds It's possible. Wrong. Like, say, anybody ever says Juggio? I'm going to tell you it's not the day with I cannot tell you what culture you are slandering, but I, I don't want to hear that, those sounds. Juggio sounds wrong. Okay. Right? But I, I'm saying, I'm calling it right now. In the Star Wars pantheon, I feel like everything that was designed to be cute turns. Jar Jar, Jar Jar was supposed to be beloved. He was supposed to be a fan favorite. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. Even the Ewoks, I mentioned before this show. Yeah. The Ewoks, some would say, were part of the 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 beginning of the end for Star Wars. That's the word on the they, 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 People will say, oh, uh, Return of the Jedi, that's the one with the teddy bears in them? <laughs> Come on. Teddy bears. <laughs> they ruined it. Yeah, it was a whole alien they species do, of teddy bears. Like teddy bears, and they were real. they were pretty much made just to sell the toys. They, they didn't work. have names until the toys came out. Wicket. Mm. They mm. never say Wicket in the movie. There was the name of the action figures. So you know, I'm saying it always happens. They they turn the other corner. Pop culture, the the mass of 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 human beings, they turn on these creatures. Uh, Baby Yoda's time is coming, and I will not be surprised, Octavius. I will not be surprised. Wow. No. Wow. Just saying. That's something for you guys all to ponder and consider. I want to spend more time on a, a beloved 
young green creature mm-hmm. boy thing. Why aren't we spending time talking about boy thing? Because listen to listen to the bull name. You want to go around being the champion of boy thing? All right, I concede. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are we go? Why are we talking about this more? I don't. <laughs> like, I don't want to say this out loud, and, but and that is the tweet that got young boy. You <laughs> yeah, that was it right there. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, maybe I'm just salty. Why are we talking about this? How come no one's talking about? Am I the only one brave enough? No, I won't. Yeah, that's not the way we want to go. No. How's your week been? What what have you been doing with your geek life? Man, watching every movie known to man. What have you watched most recently? Most recently, I saw Black Christmas. Oh, the new one. Yeah. So the new, new one, because that was an original movie. 96, 06, I think? Uh, No, no. The original movie was from the either the, I I think it was the 80s. Uh, It was made by the same man who made A Christmas Story. No. You'll shoot your eye out. Mm-hmm. No. Yes, sir. The original Black Christmas was absolutely depraved, nasty, dark. Eighty six. I'm. I don't know if it was eighty six, but it was back there. Yeah. And uh, I saw that when I was a uh, a younger man, because I was big in horror movies, and we watched Christmas Story, and then after that, Black Christmas. Same guy. I don't believe this. I'm Same guy. It is devastating. We'll get to the bottom of this. It is disturbed. That movie. It's not a very good movie, but it is disturbed. And then it was remade in, I think, 06. Director Bob Clark, Christmas Story. Do you okay. have it? Now let's go. Director, let's go to credits. Let's see what we got here. Black Christmas, 1974. <laughs> During their Christmas break, a group of sorority, sorority girls, girls they keep are getting a stalked by a stranger. That's right. Uh, spoiler warning, uh, the phone call was coming from inside the house. There's somebody up inside the, the attic. And he would call them, and they would pick up the phone, and some nasty ASMR creep voice would say vulgar things about the things that he wanted to do to it them. It says, if this picture doesn't make your skin crawl, yeah, it's on too tight. Yeah, my God. Yeah. It was, uh, it's an intense watch. It's not even one that I recommend. It was not a great flick. Not a great flick. I do love Bob Clark, but Black Christmas was not awesome. Then they remade it. They redid it in 06. Uh, and not it that seems good. like the thing with the plastic over the face is like, a, is like a, a part of it. Because they did that in the one I saw in 06. That's right. Yeah. So that was an iconic part of it. That was from the, the original as well. The heck? Yeah. Try to track that one down. See if you got the stomach for that. It's weird. What in the world? You'll shoot your eye out. So how was the new one? Because my, my <laughs> like understanding, I'm, I'm is, stuck at this point. I'm sitting I'm here trying to process, like how this the same guy from this amazing movie. Well, you Christmas know, look, story, you know how it it's is. not that it can't be done. It's yeah. just that I'm just kind of like no unexpected. Way. Yeah, it's unexpected. You you expect that someone who is known for something as iconic as Christmas Story has been making movies like that. Um, Black Christmas is not like that. No, not at all. Wow. Yeah. The more you know. Star shoots over my head. Uh, so, but the new one, my understanding is, it's kind of like a a uh, a feminist subversion. It's like uh, Spoil- it's participating in the Me Too movement. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. Let me mm-hmm. tell you something. Spoilers mm-hmm. for Black Christmas. Three, two, one. Two, four. Three, two, one. The call's coming from inside the house. This movie sucks. Oh no! It is not good. Damn. I am, Continuing a tradition, I guess. It was definitely a movie that you're sitting there watching going, what is this? Was it any fun? It was 
fun bad. Okay. At yeah. a certain point, you're just like, can you rank it next to It Chapter Two? It was worse. Oh, really? Because without spoiling the movie, there are some jumps that this movie takes uh-huh. that it's like you just want to say something. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And you're just kind of like orchestrating the movie around what you want to say. Okay. More so than making the story naturally lead itself to the to that to make that point. Mm. And a lot of things, it's funny because I actually woke up thinking about it. And it's it's <laughs> I, I woke up thinking about it. And it's, it's stealing kind of, your sleep. Yeah. And it was kind of just like the movie was constantly like and this is the point I'm trying to make. Oh, okay. All right. You know? So it's a little and on the nose, maybe. This is the point I'm trying to make. Okay. And by the way, I want to make this point also. And it's like... Would you argue that... As I'm, let me just say this. And as yeah. I'm watching the movie, I'm going, right. But uh-huh. this movie is bad. Uh-huh. I, if you would have just said that, like... But the problem is you're just making your characters say that out loud. Yeah, sure. And it's the movie's not saying it. You just got silly horror movie tropes uh-huh. of a bad horror movie. Uh-huh. And your characters are saying things like this. And it's like... So it's a little too on the nose. A way too, too on the nose. Okay. And and the story around it was like corny. Yeah. Gotcha. You know what I mean? All right. it's, it's corny horror movie. Uh-huh. But it, it wasn't just fun because... It's also trying to make a serious point, yeah. like kind of finger wa- finger waggy. Yeah, and I'm like, I I I think that you could have done this because once I got the point, I was like, oh well, you didn't have to keep screaming the point. You sure. c- should have let the story make the point. Sure, you know, you should have sent me home with the idea of like, dag. Man, that's something to think about. Uh-huh. Instead, you didn't let me. You didn't let. You didn't let it. Happened to me. I suppose an alternative to this sort of thing, as far as horror movie goes, is the cerebral nature of Midsommar, for Mm, example, where Midsommar refuses to tell you precisely what's going on. Thematically, there are a lot of ideas at play, but it's asking you to do all that work. So it's on the other side of the spectrum. The message is probably similar, uh, but it is is not going to hit hit that over the head for you. Yeah. Right. It wants you to do the work. Yeah. Which is, you know, I, I know that was not something that you necessarily enjoyed. It was something that I like to noodle on, but that's the kind of stuff that I like. Uh, so maybe this works on the other side. Yeah. Cause at first right. it was just like, oh, this is Scream. Uh-huh. This is kind of a Corey movie. Uh huh. And I think the thing that took it over the edge is like, oh, that's what this movie's about? Yeah. Oh, the movie wasn't telling me that at all. It, you're telling me that. Got it. You know? Got it. Outside of that, I also saw A Marriage Story. Yes. Let's talk about Marriage Story. Internet. Yeah. Spoilers for A Marriage Story. Let me just explain something to you. Mm. Painful movie. Yeah. Excellent movie. Yeah. Very good movie. In the top 15, in, if, if I'm looking at the top 15 movies I saw this year, it's in the top 15 movies I saw this year. Yeah. However. 15. Whew, that's a lot. You've you haven't seen fifteen movies this year? I bet I have. I'm just trying to think. Were they all in that? I do. Do I have a top fifteen? I'm not so sure. Well, I mean, it's not saying. It's saying if you've seen thirty movies, sure. You know, I digress. Not important. But you were going to make the point. <clears throat> it's a very good movie, is what I'm saying. Yeah, performances, excellent. Yeah, but the actual story is just like, oh gosh, it hurts. Jeez. 
this this movie is painful to watch. Yeah, it hurts. Goodness gracious. I really enjoyed it uh, for a number of reasons. I, I was surprised by it. It, it. it does a lot of things that I didn't expect it to do. I think the performances from Adam Driver and from Scarlett Johansson were outstanding. And uh, I, I got to say, it, I was reminded <laughs> that Scarlett Johansson is truly an excellent actor. Mm-hmm. And I... It is uh, it's regretful that she seems to always be in the center of her own controversy. Yeah, and that sort of stuff gets in the way of of her ability of of her talent. Uh, she's really talented. And she does a great job. I was impressed and relieved that this movie uses humor all throughout. Surprisingly funny movies. Surprisingly Moments. funny. I, I think almost as a this like medication. All of this pain that you're feeling just from the premise alone, uh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that you get to the other side of it, and it's not just painful and harrowing, which it is. It's hard, but it's kind of in doses because it is balanced out with the right, jokes, right. with the levity, with the humor, with the jokes about L.A. versus New York. You know the way that people <laughs> yeah. talk and the space. Yeah, you know there's yeah. there's great stuff in there. Laura Dern is amazing in it. Alan Alda is amazing in it. Ray Liotta, yeah, is playing the most Ray Liotta role yeah. that he could possibly take on. Outside all of, of it fellas. was all of it was great. Yeah, but yeah, the especially the the uh, that one scene that everybody's talking about the argument where it finally blows up. Yeah, and uh, the ending of the movie, which I found very cathartic and warm and actually more hopeful than I expected it to be. Yeah, yeah, man, it destroyed me. I was a puddle. I was a puddle. I'll tell you what. I'll tell a- you what. Like, I ran out of tissues because I was watching that movie. I also watched the movie uh, Call Me By Your Name over the you weekend. You just saw it for the first just time? Just for the first time. Oh, wow. I watched it over the weekend, and that destroyed me as well. <clears throat> and uh, uh, as soon as we had watched these two, I don't know why I made this a double feature. Interesting uh, double feature. <laughs> Timory, <laughs> Timory, she she makes a note where you like, have a little grocery list, and she's adds box of tissues just for me right. like it's not right. not for a seasonal cold she writes box of tissues for you yeah it's not for allergies it's just for adam right for it to clean himself up because watching these movies wrecked me mm-hmm. uh, and that is shout out to my dad i wear my emotions on my sleeve yeah and mostly running down my cheeks mm. so uh that was both of those movies were fantastic marriage story was amazing netflix is having a great year two good two movies that are in the top 15 movies for me, Irishman yeah. and Marriage Story. Yeah. And you know what's so interesting as a, as a married man watching that movie and the movie being like, when it ends, you're kind of like, oh, it's exactly what the title says it is. Yeah. It is a story of a marriage. That's right. Didn't say good, bad, successful, failure. No. It didn't say positive, negative. It just goes, Marriage Story. Right. Here's what it is. Right. You know, and yeah. I like as a person who's married, it's not like I see that and I go, oh, man, that's 100 percent what it's like to be married. But there are some things in it that I'm going. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. You know? Reality is hard. And I think that this movie manages to balance that these characters are going through something really miserable and mm-hmm. difficult. And it's also mostly shining a light on the way that this system, this industry of like divorce attorneys 
pulls that apart and makes it worse for everybody in some ways because of you know functionally they they have to do things to protect themselves yeah and in other ways this is just this is what happens it makes it so much worse it amplifies the pain but at the same time there is this through line even when it is at its worst there's a through line that these people do love each other even though they they can't keep doing the thing they're doing and i i i love that about it i thought it was uh it was hopeful it was harrowing for me it proves all of this stuff is worth something. Yeah. It really is. It's worth something. And I, I, I think they did a great job with that film. I loved it. Yeah. Oddly, it's a movie that I think I would watch again because I thought it was a really genuinely entertaining movie. Yeah. And for as painful as it is, uh, I, I wouldn't expect that I would want that experience a second time, but I could see myself watching that again. That was a good one. Let me tell you all the movies. Shout out to Kylo Ren trying to make it work with the Black Widow. Kylo, you know? Kylo Iki Ren. It's hard. In 20... In, in December, I have seen Bikram Yoga. Okay. Documentary. Guru, Predator. Uh-huh. Parasite. Amazing. One of my favorite movies of the year. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay. Honey Boy. I want to see that. Marriage Story. Yep. Black Christmas. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and this documentary on Kung Fu movies on Netflix. How was the Kung Fu movie? It was great. It was good? I have come to the conclusion, I've said this out loud, but... In watching this documentary on Kung Fu movies, I think it's called Iron Fists and something, something. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Kung Fu movies are my anime. That's your franchise. Yeah. Well, not, not I don't, I don't well, know if it's a franchise. Well, I mean, like, I, sh- like I should say genre. Like, that's your fandom. You know, like I realized uh, my fandom when I was a kid, when I was coming up, Godzilla. Hmm. Yeah. Every, there's tons of stuff that I love. Every, somebody's got Simpsons. <laughs> somebody's got Star Wars. Somebody's got Trek. Somebody's got anime. Somebody's Lord of the Rings. Mine was Godzilla. And it's always been a through line. And I feel like Kung Fu movies is, is yours. Martial arts movies is yours. Yeah. No matter what you get wrapped into, yeah. that's that's the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I recognize, you know, we talked about like, man, I'm, I kind of feel like I'm disconnected from anime. But nobody that I know loves Kung Fu movies like I love them. Yeah, and when I look at this, and the thing about the documentary is so cool is it like goes all the way back to the Shaw brothers and Bruce Lee and then Jackie Chan, and yeah. then another aha moment that I had was how kung fu movies and the kung fu movie theater, where kung fu movies just began became a thing that was on TV. Mm. You just turned on the TV, and they were just. Chow Lin, you come to, and you know, they talk about the people who did the voiceovers and the dubs and all mm, that kind of stuff. Okay. And you see this, com- oh, this is, is like anime. It's, yeah. it's very, very similar. Uh-huh. But here's the thing I saw black exploitation and kung fu movies happened like they were like hand in hand. Yeah, right. And then I saw Power Man and Iron Fist. Hey. hey. Oh, it's, it's just the, that's it. Because there was a certain time where kung fu movies came over to America, and people started getting into them. They started loving them, and unfortunately, uh, Bruce Lee passed away. Yeah. And then they had the Bruce Lai, Bruce Lee. I don't know if you ever did. You ever see any of these bad no, kung fu movies? There was a Bruce Lai and a Bruce Lay and a Bruce Lin, and a Bru- okay. you know what I mean? Because everybody was trying to capitalize on the popularity. Yeah, man, it makes sense of this movie. Mm-hmm. And kung fu movie explosions, and then black the black community, specifically in New York, they really like embraced kung fu movies, Wu Tang, and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So the black exploitation movies very much started picking up on that similar kind of kung fu movie thing, because a lot of times it was like, you know, I'm going to defend my people, I'm going to defend my school against these people who are trying right. to like. And then when these black exploitation movies come along. 
it makes sense that Marvel sees them in the same theaters as like double features. Okay. Black exploitation movie, kung fu movie. Da 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 da. They're they're together. They're put together in the same kind of like places. Yeah. And they go, oh, well, Power, Power Man and Iron Fist. Um. Hmm. I see. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't put that together until I watched this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: Would yeah. it would it make you uh, like Power Man and Iron Fist any more or differently if Danny Rand weren't a white guy? And instead, you had a true marriage of a black exploitation and a kung fu story, where instead of it just being this white guy who learns how to be the best uh, in in Kunlun, it's a black man who learns how to be the best martial artist. I think it would because now that I know the history, mm-hmm. a large reason why the black community connected with kung fu movies is because they understood that a lot of them were. If you're a regular guy and you're disciplined and you're able to train, you can defend your family. Got you can defend it. your school. You okay. can defend your village. Okay. You can you can fend off yeah. the empire or these people or this other group of people. Yeah. You know, there's this part where I think Bruce Lee comes in and he is like there are these Japanese people who are trying to come defeat him as a Chinese person. Yeah. And there's something on the sign that he comes in. I don't know if you've ever seen the thing where he comes into the school and he throws the sign on the ground, takes his shirt off, and he's kicking all these guys and geese in the in the face. Mm-hmm. That's that was a moment of like this Chinese man going up against these Japanese people saying, "Hey, you're not don't, basically don't tread on me." You're that's not gonna- a, that's something that I I that I know that only because of Ip Man mm-hmm. and the Ip Man series, and it's very much uh, a story that they're exploring in those series with yeah. Donnie Yen. And those are great. Yeah. But that's pretty much the extent of my awareness as far as that goes. So when you take white guy Kunlun, I'm going to go here and learn all the stuff and then I'm going to be better. Now I recognize, no, no, that's that's not the that's not the combination. Yeah. The combination is oppressed people, oppressed people unite. Mm, mm-hmm. That's the point. It's not white guy goes learns kung fu. Yeah. Black guy, oppressed person defends his community. Yeah. And now rich white guy who's naive he's you know what i mean that's not the but also leave it to us to throw raisins in it you know i'm like <laughs> i'm like we're we're looking at all this cool shit and we're like oh it has leave to be to us, us. To throw raisins in it. it has to be us it's got to be me i can't i can't let these oppressed people find out that they can have superpowers i need to make sure that the, the system works in my favor let me just toss some raisins in here interesting yeah that's that's Raisins that's where and I am. carrots make a difference. You you that actually it made me think of something I wanted to talk about a little bit today. Just a, um, taking a, a bit of a sidebar here. Um, Wednesday went and picked up comics. Yeah. Uh, usually I go and I pick up I want to say three maybe four comics and then I'll read those throughout the week. Um, this Wednesday I picked up only two, but I cheated a little bit. Okay. Uh, one of them is the collected hardback cover House of X Powers of Ten. Fantabulous. Which is incredible. And I, I, I told myself when it was collected, I would buy it. Comic book shops got it early, and they got a, a variant cover that is only being sold in comic book stores, which is cool. So, you know, I get to see, I, I get to show my, 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 my brand, my loyalty. Yeah. Because I picked up the, the comic shop version. So I picked that up. That costs a pretty penny, but I'm very happy to own it. And I also picked up Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. I got that, Joe which is a DC Black Label one-shot yes. continuation of The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller, uh, which we've seen revisited over the years with the Master Race most You weren't feeling that. I wasn't particularly feeling yeah, that. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that really. But, uh, they, but I, you know, I was a big fan of the original DKR. Um, oh, yeah. 
And and Frank Miller was great then. Frank Miller I have not been hot on for a long time, but here's why I picked this one up. I picked it up because the artist, Raphael Grandpa. Old man Grandpa. Who's unbelievable. I will buy anything that He's he dope. draws. He is dope. His artwork is just... It is crazy. I, I, I can't help myself. I just look at these images for so long. And I picked up a variant cover that is lavender. It's I wish I got like, that one. It's like a soft purple in the background. And it shows Batgirl on the cover, maybe just two-thirds of her. And she is about to chuck a Molotov cocktail. Yes. This comic... This cover, as it were, was banned in China, and DC is no longer putting this one out because there's concern that it is a little too closely resembling Hong Kong protesters mm. who are fighting against mainland China, mm -hmm. and there is a lot of civic unrest over in that realm. And I'm sure DC, who has some money over in China, are thinking, oh, shit. If people are upset by this or they're reading into a certain message here, then we could upset some uh, stakeholders, right. some investors, and they're no longer doing this. But I, I thought, you know, this is just a, this is a really arresting cover. It's really beautiful. And the rest of the book is very beautiful. No real idea what the hell is going on inside this comic. Looks dope, though. But the artwork is so dope. And Frank Miller writes in a weird way. He's It's like slam poetry. Like the way that people talk, you know, in Dark Knight Returns, the way the mutants speak, it's like made up choose. language almost. It's like very Dadaist. It's absurd. It's, it's more poetry than actual dialogue. My question is, do you shiv? That, that's what I'm talking about. It's that sort of stuff. So in here, they're talking about, yeah, call boss, <laughs> boss. Yeah, everybody says boss, boss. And they're talking about either Batman or they're talking about Joker. This comic teases that Joker and Darkseid are responsible for Donald Trump. So that's what this comic is playing with. And I had to pick it up because I thought usually when they explore those ideas in comics, uh, they're veiled. It's, it's an abstract idea. You know what they're getting at. That's a one-shot, right? This is a one-shot. This is the only one. But in this one, it's just, it's 45. They drew the man. He's in there. And it's hey, yeah, that DC Comics weird. has me in one of their comic books. They don't have permission to use my likeness. Yeah. Okay. F out of here, man. However, I'd be happy to play Batman. <laughs> People no. know I'm strong. They my know I'm guy, fit. we're going to have to talk they about this fit. on Comic Book Junto. This fool and his goonies have been passing a meme around that says he is Thanos. Does that video, you see that video that says, like, they photoshopped his face on top of Thanos? Yeah. You know that, that my, Thanos is the bad guy. Like, Thanos he knows what commits he's doing. genocide. He knows what he's doing. Jesus. Well, not confused. It's just, oh my you God. You know what he's man. doing? He's just, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. The world that we're living in is hard. It's tough. Listen. I need comics as an escape. <laughs> Listen. Help! <laughs> Speaking of Black Label, I am very excited about a Daniel Warren Johnson DC Black Label comic that's coming out. Coming out soon. Next week. Yeah, by the time you hear this, we'll be just days away from that. On Wednesday, what is it? Uh, December 17th? 18th. The 18th. The 18th. Yeah, December 18th. Wednesday, December 18th. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson's next project, Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Yes. Cannot wait. Very excited about it. He's that. writing it and he's illustrating it. That's right. I mean, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson from Extremity, he's... He's got me. Yeah, he's my dude. Whatever I, he does, I'm definitely checking it out. You know, he pitched a different idea to DC. Yeah. They invited him to do a Black Label book, and he had a different idea of what he wanted to do. They were thinking, like, Batman? Do you want to do Batman? Yeah. He's like, nah. Pa Kent. Pa Kent. I want that story, man. 
I want to know. Podcant wrestling with the fact that he himself is a Christian man, a God-fearing man in Kansas, and suddenly an alien super being is in his in his care. He's taking care of a, a God on earth. Mm. And how do you wrestle with that? I just think that's an interesting story. That sounds like a Tom King kind of thing. But I, I want to see Daniel Ward Johnson play with that. And DC Black Label, they're like, mm. We can go black. <laughs> yeah. But right. you got to chill out. We were thinking more along the lines of Batman's penis. Can, is there anything you is can that do with cool? that? Can, why don't you just do that? Let me just use that phrase. Is there anything you could do with that? What comes to your mind? <laughs> Literally one thing comes to my mind. Jeff Johns. When I say those words. Yeah. I'm excited about that earth. I think that's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, I, did you see the old man Skywalker he did? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Absolutely. He loves he to blow prints. people's heads apart. <laughs> Daniel Warren Johnson. Oh, he makes it look so good. Yeah, man. He makes violence just look like beautiful art. Yeah. He's got kind of got like a Tarantino way of looking at violence. Yeah. You know, it's just that's, like, a, that's wow. a good way of putting it. And you know what's funny? Like, basically, comic book illustrators are pretty much directors. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Panel by panel by panel. They're just doing a storyboard. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see what kind of stuff you put together as a. TV or movie director, right? Something like that. I would love to see that. Uh, we're talking about Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Uh, we have to ask, uh, have you seen Wonder Woman 84? The seen it. What do you think? Listen, all I know is it looks like she's riding on lightning. Yeah. Is that what's happening? I guess so. She was like thwipping like yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. From one lightning bolt to another lightning bolt. How is her man back? Yeah. What's up with know. that? I got questions. Where's, how does Steve Trevor get here? How did he... What, what happened? Multiverse? Unclear. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, honestly, uh, it's the it's Chris Pine. He did the voice of uh, oh. Peter Parker in Spider-Verse. Oh! You see? So maybe it's just the, uh, uh, the, the Enter That's the Wonderverse. Not, we don't really believe Enter that. the Trevor-verse. Who yeah. knows? But I'm... I, first of all... Steve B. Parker. We see... The, <laughs> we see that she's, she's back. She's back. She's got, you know... A lot of action going on. Got that gold armor with the wings. Cool, new action. She's throwing her tiara like a batarang. Yes. Or yeah. a boomerang or some sort of orang. A wonder ring. Tiara ring. Mm -hmm. That was dope. I don't know the story and I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I've seen them all. So obviously they're in the upside down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Demogorgons are involved. Yes. Of course. Have to be. Yeah. Um, no, I'm joking about that for those that are uninitiated. I'm not serious. It's not connected to Stranger Things <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. Right. But I felt like the trailer got me excited visually. Yes. Showed me action, showed me some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see anything else. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know anything else. Yeah. I'll see you in, is it March? I believe that's right. <clears throat> yeah. I'll see you in March of 2020. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, the thing that I'm most excited about, Patty Jenkins uh, says that this will be more like an Indiana Jones oh. sequel. Interesting. Than a direct sequel. So instead, it seems Wait, like huh? they're trying to... You know how Indiana Jones goes on separate adventures? Yes. They're not necessarily like one, two, three, uh, they uh, must uh, happen uh, in this sequence. I see, I see. Instead, this appears to be like, this is a separate story. Uh, it is obviously riding on the back of whatever came before it, but at the same time, it is not 100% dependent on that. It's a, a new adventure. I like this. Cool. I like this. It's kind of the James Bond take, too. It's like, I got a story to tell. I'm going to tell it, it is. using this character. Great. Um, I love that. So if that's the thing that they want to do with the, uh, you know, maybe that's why Steve Trevor is back. Like, eh, it doesn't matter. It's just a separate adventure. Cool. Let's go. 
I'm excited. I I love how colorful this movie looks. Very, very bright. Very bright. And I love that. The action looks great. Wonder Woman, in my in, as far as I'm concerned, uncontested as far as the best gifable movie trailers from DC. Giveable? Gifable. Like GIF, animated GIF, GIFs. Because I see the animated GIF of her just knocking people around, and it's awesome. Right. And I'm thinking of the one from uh, what, the first Wonder Woman movie where she's uh, bracing her shield against the bullets. Right. It just looks so good, and I'm excited about that. I hope. I hope it's a better paced movie than the first one. I was going to say, going back to the the Wonder Woman that came out before. When you think back on it, is it good, is it as good as you remember it? I liked it. It was not as good as I wanted it to be. Right. But I liked it. Uh it really comes apart in that that last third though. <laughs> yeah. The end of it uh, just really comes apart. I couldn't really tell you much about what was actually happening. I hope we don't have a giant sky fight. At the S- end of Zack this. Snyder, you get the hell away. Get out of here. Snyder cut. Move. Snyder cut. No Snyder cut. It's on the way. I'll tell you, Snyder is cut it's from inevitable. this set. It's inevitable. You're banned. He is inevitable. <laughs> He's made it clear. I'm going to put a little wooden sign with Snyder's face on it and a little X over it. You are not allowed here, sir. Wow. No trespass. No Snyder's allowed? No Snyder's around. We, we haven't Rude. talked about the uh, the Black Widow trailer, but are you excited about Black Widow? Um, I'm excited to see the new decade of what Marvel Studios brings to the table. Right. Overall, I can't say that I am particularly moved by Black Widow specifically. Yeah. I think it's the holistic approach. Yeah. To wow, we're going to get a new decade mm-hmm. of Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. And we know we got Black Widow coming, we know we got this whole slate of movies. There's going to be a you know, Mahershala is going to be Blade. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a Kamala Khan. There's going to be a She-Hulk. Yeah. There's got Fantastic Four supposedly. There's X-Men. Yeah. We don't know what's going to go on. So I'm, I'm like, I'm. I think they've done a good job in letting the momentum and the height of Marvel die down. Because mm-hmm. for me, I'm not even thinking about Marvel. Mm-hmm. So that when something comes back, hopefully, it's like boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Remember us? Yeah, yeah. Because right now, it's very, very Star Wars focused right now. Star Wars heavy. Yeah. And um, I'm more so anticipate, I have an anticipation overall. Yeah. Like, all right, let's see what they do. Yeah. I trust them. I'm kind of just, I'm kind of just like not worried. I understand that. I'm, I'm kind of like shoulder shrug. All right, Black Widow's coming. All right, cool. I'm I, I, y'all, I, y'all know I'm going to be there. I th- that's the thing is, I, I think it is, it's very safe. I know that this is going to be only their second film where the, the hero is a woman. And, and that in and of itself, I mean, it's special. They should have been doing this for a long time. We've talked about that with Captain Marvel. But uh, I, I think it's very safe. And for me, it doesn't really, it doesn't make a statement about where they're going in the future. It's odd to me because the fact that a Black Widow movie is coming out now, after the events of Endgame... Uh-huh. I am confused. I'm like, are we moving into the future? Or are we spending time in the past? Well, that's what's cool about what Marvel has done. Marvel has given you closure, all still while giving you leaving with questions. Sure, they've done both. Sure, you know mm-hmm. where, what's going on with Spider Man. Sure, what's going on with Hulk? Where is he at? What's he doing? You know, Black Widow has passed, but we're gonna have a Black Widow movie. How's that gonna happen? Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. What is that? Right. What's going? How is Wanda with Vision? What is that about? Right. You know what I mean? And right. they're going to have, I think, I'm guessing six, seven, eight episode series that are going to 
feel like they're going to ramp us back up into Marvel and answer questions and answer questions and create anticipation and anticipation, right. you know? So that's why I'm saying, like, hey, Kevin Feige's taking over all Marvel everything, you know? Like, there's a bunch of layoffs that's going on in Marvel television. Yeah. Because now Marvel Studios is taking taking over it. Those Marvel animated shows that were going to go on Hulu are still going to stay. But Marvel Netflix, done. Yeah. He's even dealing with the Marvel comics. Yeah. So I'm thinking that in some way, shape, or form, we're going to see... It's all connected really, 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 really. Yeah. You know what I'm Which saying? Which is exciting. I mean, it's exciting to see that approach evolve. So it's not just the movies, but the shows will support. TV, the comics cartoons. will support. The t- yeah, all that stuff. I, I'm excited about that. My fear is every time there's a, an event in a comic and it's a crossover event, I get a little frustrated. What? I need to pick up every one of these to follow I'm along? picking up all of X-Men books. I'm just yeah. letting you know right now. No, I'm. I'm in fact, I'm. I'm no longer picking up many of the Dawn of X books, even though House of X was the most exciting thing I've read in an extremely long time. Absolutely. But I'm also pretty much like uninterested in what's going on moving forward, uh-huh. which has been a bit of a bit of a letdown. It has me. been a letdown. Yeah. Because I, I was so into it and now I'm just like you went in like seven different directions. And I'm like, no, I Yeah. I didn't say this to you when we were talking about it beforehand, but a part of me is like, no, no, just just stay with just stay with the one track. I wish that there was less of a focus on trying to sell a bunch of books yeah. and just do what you just did. Mm-hmm. Just keep me focused on this one story. Yeah. Give me one book to read or two books that are connected and just take me week to week like a TV show. Like, yeah. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? But then when you're like, now this main thing is going to split seven different ways. Yeah, I know. And then when you read one, you're like, well, how does that connect to what we were just talking about? Mm-hmm. And you read the other one. Well, how does that connect we were just talking about that's the big that's been the the issue with me is even though i know all of these books are connected the dawn of x books that tonally they're all over the place the ideas are kind of all over the place the exploration of these concepts of what happens when the mutants have everything they need and want and it's here in one place some of this stuff has just been busted up so my understanding of these concepts are being challenged now by the people who are exploring these these concepts and it's just falling apart a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. It's been a little too easy for people to just uh, infiltrate Krakoa, even though we've been talking for a long-ass time about how important Krakoa is yeah. and how it's going to be protected from the outside world. Oop, four regular old folks just kind of happened upon it. Okay. It was, that, it was that simple? Yeah. I mean, you have an entire state, a nation of the most powerful mutants ever. And they didn't just see that coming. They can't just stomp that out right quick. I, I think some of this stuff isn't working. It's like violating its own logic, yeah. you know? And that is making it so. Suspension of disbelief is tough. I haven't been able to follow along as as intently as I've wanted to. I've, I've put Because I have scratched my head. I'm like, wait, what? I'm actually looking for a book right now. That's why I'm excited about Daniel Warren Johnson. Yeah. What he's doing with Wonder Woman. I'm, yeah. exci- I'm looking for <laughs> something to grab me. Yeah. In the com in comicdom, mm-hmm. the way House of X and Powers of Ten just did. Sure, sure, I understand. Well, you know, this is a, a positive and a negative. Daniel Warren Johnson's Wonder Woman book is just one book, and that's that, and that's it. So, well, it's not it's not a one shot. It's not a one shot, but it's a what four part miniseries? I believe so. And then it's over. I'm also excited about this Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren comic that's coming out. Who's doing that? Is that Charles Soule? Uh, 
I think Charles really Sewell is doing that. Because you are you are in Star Wars mode. And if you want some good Star Wars comics, I would recommend checking out Dr. Aphra. That that was my favorite new Star Wars character, new Star Wars character story in a long time. Dr. Aphra was awesome. Are you getting a phone my call? Phone there? Just ring? Yeah. We're gonna turn that off right now. Indeed. Do not disturb. Bang. Anyway. Somebody needs your attention now. It's the president. <laughs> FU45. I understand that you guys are talking about a comic book that has my likeness in it. Yeah, yes, right. It's unapproved. I didn't approve that. No, you definitely did not. Um, listen, so let's just let's have our uh, weekly Star Wars conversation. Yep. And then we're gonna get out of here because I know you got a thing. Listen. I watched Um uh, uh Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, yeah. And we're having this ongoing conversation about how we're getting ready for Star Wars. That's right. What are you, what I want to do at the end of this whole deal? Because we're you you and I are going to go see Star Wars next week on Tuesday early on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I want to rank all the Star Wars movies, uh-huh. and I want to share our rankings. Okay, because you and I have been going back and forth for a long time. Somebody right, <laughs> say it with me. Somebody wrong. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so, look, when you say rank them all, do you mean rank all of the theatrical Star Wars movies? Yes. Okay. Your personal rankings. Mm-hmm. What's, your num- what's your number 11? Mm-hmm. Your number 10, 9, 8, 7, You know what I mean? Sure. Because I've been doing that as I've been watching it. And I will say to you, man, like, I want to say again, I feel like I never understood Star Wars. Yeah. I just didn't understand what I was looking at. Uh-huh. And now I'm getting it. Now I'm going, oh, the Rebellion. Got it. The Empire. Got it. Mm-hmm. Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie. Got it. Mm-hmm. I understand. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like Cap, Tony, Black Widow, mm-hmm. Wanda. Like, I understand. I know who everybody is. I know where they're at. I know what's going on. I sure. understand what the issue I get it now. Uh-huh. I never got it before. Yeah. You know? And I think that's a large part as to why Star Wars kind of didn't like grab me i think maybe i was too young when i watched them uh-huh. and i didn't like was it wasn't able to give my mind over to them all the way mm-hmm. and when i watched them all leading up to um the force awakens i didn't watch them in the right order i was i didn't have rogue one you know what i'm saying i didn't have all these other other episodes to to inform me sure but i will tell you before this conversation's over you're gonna give rogue one its respect i i do respect the movie and you i you gonna give i enjoyed it rogue a lot. one it's respect. I enjoyed it a lot. I'll tell you this. In ranking all of the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. the most important thing for me, just ranking the movies, the most important part of Star Wars and my connection to it will be absent because my favorite Star Wars stuff was not contained to just the movies. It's the l- it legends? The, it was the video games, it was the books, and it was the, the action figures. And so part of my Star Wars journey and understanding it and, and becoming a fan was Shadow of the Empire on N64 and playing as Dash Rendar, a character who's just not in the films. You know what I mean? And Star Wars Dark Forces, where you get to fight Bosk, and he's a a, a a boss in the game, and it's a first-person shooter, kind of like Wait, Doom or Wolfenstein. You fight boss? Bosk. The final boss, his name is Boss? Bosk. Bosk. It was a, a Trandoshan. His, his name can't be Boss. His name is Bosk. I think it's B-O-S-S-K. Gotcha. And he's a Trandoshan uh, bounty hunter who is in 
Empire Strikes Back. But he's just like in the background, right? He's the dinosaur-headed dude with the flamethrower, and he's got a, a yellow suit. That's when he, uh, Darth Vader is getting all the bounty hunters together. Go That's up. not Piss Crow? That's <laughs> a different sure it's not dude. I mean, they do look similar. Maybe mm. I feel like Bosk and Piscro have the suit in common. They they shop with the same tailor. Wow, you understand? So I my my Star Wars experience is not constrained to just the films because for me, the first three movies that came out, Episode four, five, six, are the most important ones. Everything else is supplemental. Everything else is just like it's good, but it's not. The reason. The reason is all the other stuff. It's the the video games and it's the books. It's yeah. the bounty hunter. Are you going to play uh, Jedi Fallen Order? Eventually I will. Yeah, eventually I will. Okay. Right now I'm playing Witcher 3 because I'm reading the Witcher books and I'm getting ready for the Witcher series on Netflix. Henry I'm, Cavill. I'm deep in the Witcher. A sword wielding. That's right. Sword. That's right. Yeah. He's, a sword wielding. He's Henry got mutagens in his blood. Uh, it, just like you. And so he's, you know, I can't wait. The Witcher is, you are in Star Wars right now. I'm, uh-huh. I'm in The Witcher. Everything is that for me right now. I don't know what it is or why, but I'm, I am surrounding myself with that world. And it's the best. Are you, do you care about episode nine? Do you have anticipation or is this kind of more? Yeah. Of a, eh, it is what I'm it is very excited about it, but I'm excited about it in, because it's closure. I'm not excited about it because... You know, I'm. It is the thing that I'm most uh, mm-hmm. eager for. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm kind of anxious, given that this is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga, as they call it. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, how do you end this? I don't know. In my mind, this is just not a thing that ends. Especially if it's called the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of pressure to. And I don't do... know, have you been watching all these trailers? Uh, no, I've only seen one. Really? Maybe, oh, okay. Maybe two. I know there's mad trailers. There's like all these new trailers and stuff. That no, I don't. Right I, I don't keep up with that. No, because there's a lot of stuff that I just want to see in the theater. It's, I don't need to be convinced. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know what I need. We're good. I'm ready did, to go. Did you see this conversation that's going on back and forth about the Force Awakens versus the Last Jedi? And isn't that that conversation has been burning? <laughs> Ever well, since Ryan Johnson's movie came out, right? Well, there's a new conversation going on where there's apparently some interviews where they were interviewing the people who were a part of this new trilogy, okay. talking about how they're glad that J.J. Abrams is back, oh. and they wanted to see that initial Force Awakens thing come together. And mm-hmm. There's this new awakening of this conversation about, well, you know, the for- like the Force Awakens wasn't what we wanted and actually um the rise of skywalker not not another rise of skywalker, the last, last the last jedi actually ruined it well actually it didn't ruin it it prepared for the next thing a lot of people don't like the last jedi mm-hmm. and i don't understand why you don't i think i, I well, can I, you shed some light on it for me yeah. because as a person i think and i also think i also think if you go watch the michael bay ninja turtles movies you're yeah. like what Mm-hmm. I go watch them. I'm like, I'm I'm walking out of here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm walking out of here because that's not what Ninja Turtle looks like. What is this? Yeah. You know, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. I understand why people have a conflict. Please, with it. please fill me in because I, as I I'm rewatching, it. I don't get it. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, but I, I also have my own conflicted feelings toward it because I think the Last Jedi, in its own way, was very meta, and it was like making a lot of observations about Star Wars. <laughs> fandom and star wars as as a franchise and and just as an institution 
Whereas Star Wars doesn't usually observe itself. It doesn't usually comment on itself. It's just a story that continues, and it's all in-world. And uh, Last Jedi, in some ways, was this is maybe not an appropriate uh, um, metaphor, but it was kind of like the Watchmen of the series, where it was like, okay, these are the observations that we're making, not just of the story itself, but of the people who are obsessed with the story. Uh-huh. And for some, I think that was like, whoa, no, we don't do that. We just tell more of the good, cool alien stuff. Just tell me more of the the cool space opera story. Don't look at me. Don't, <laughs> don't look like. Don't like, look at me. Don't, don't tell hey, me a story hey, about myself. And so I think what's most interesting about it also mm. happens to be the hardest thing for me to deal with, which is it has really unique observations of Star Wars as a cultural force. And it tells a story that weaves some of that 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 meta story into the Star Wars lore, and I, I find that unique because it's new. We've been we have been spoon fed Star Wars stuff since the day we were born. Uh-huh. Star Wars came out before I was alive. Yes. There has never been a time when I've breathed Earth air, and Star Wars was not a thing, right? Yeah. And so, at a certain point, yeah, I think it makes sense to switch it up, change it, say something about it, do something differently. At the same time, that means that. We're starting to poke holes in the fantasy. Right. And that hurts. And I think there's something that is bizarre about that. It's like all the characters are suddenly looking at me through the screen and talking mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. about me. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a sense of discomfort and maybe a sense of dissonance, like, well, that doesn't belong here. Put that in a documentary. Put that in a like a series where you're talking about you know the the fandom and the craze and and the trend. Don't don't make the characters say it. And then there's some other stuff that I think are just sort of bizarre. Like Ryan Johnson, I, I really enjoyed Last Jedi, but the stuff that I didn't like about Last Jedi were mostly weird uh, anachronisms. There's like usage usage of phrases and 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 things that didn't belong in Star Wars. So some of the humor felt very modern. It felt like it was from another movie. And specifically, I'm thinking of near the end of the movie when they bomb the hell out of uh, old man Luke and then the dust settles and he's standing there and he dusts his shoulder off. Right. And it's just like, that's an earth thing. That's a, <laughs> we do that here. That's like, a, that's in my pop culture. Okay. In other places, don't put it in Star Wars. Star Wars is a fantasy. It is totally separate. And some of that stuff, I think, upsets the fantasy for me. So I understand since I have already been bought in for an extremely long time Mm -hmm. into this fantasy world, and I love it, I don't need it to come so close to my real actual world. I don't need it to comment on my real actual world. It's like, you're too close, man. (laughs) You know, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what we're doing here. You know, and um, I... I understand why people get upset with that. And then there's this all this bullshit like, oh, the SJWs win. Rose Tico shouldn't have been in this movie. We shouldn't have Asian characters. We shouldn't have a black stormtrooper. Blah 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 blah. All of that stuff. Well, those is, people can just you just ignore that them. stuff. Yeah, right. Ignore it. All of that is trash, trash, trash. But even though I enjoyed the movie, I totally understand and empathize with people who, yeah, that that ain't it. I heard a take mm-hmm. that I'd like to share, and I'd like to know your thoughts. Chiyo Hodari Coker said, the issue is people wanted the Irishman in Star Wars. Tell me more. They wanted to see old man Luke 
old man Han mm-hmm. and old woman Leia mm-hmm. and old man Chewbacca back mm-hmm. together again. Yeah. For three more episodes. Sure. The same way they wanted to see De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, and Scorsese directing. Sure. And they wanted a story about old people. They're, they're old faves. They, yeah. But they wanted to see them. Where are they now? Sure. And they didn't give them that. They right. gave them like, here are all these new people. And by the way, I'm just going to kill off the old people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're like, this isn't Star Wars. What Star Wars is Luke, Han, Leia, Chewbacca. Yeah. Millennium Falcon. Like, right. what are you, what is, it's Anakin and Vader and uh, Palpatine and what is Snoke? Who's Kylo Ren? They killed it. What? Huh? What's going? So yeah. when you look at it from that perspective, if you have Scorsese, Pesci, Pacino, De Niro, and next thing you know, pa pa pa, mm-hmm. all three of the main guys die, mm-hmm. and then, or maybe one person's left, and then they introduce someone who's supposed to be the new, the new Pesci, right? The new De Niro, right? The new Pacino, right? And then you give it a new director, you're gonna go. It's not, I wanted Casino. I wanted Goodfellas. Like you gave me. Who are these guys? Yeah, it's a totally different thing. And when I when, when I when I read that tweet, I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't have that expectation. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I could see how, and I don't know if he's right, but that angle helped me go, "Oh, oh, I, okay." Well, I could see how that's let, that's a letdown. It, they, that makes a lot of sense to me. And in that way, I would my I, I think part of my expectation for a long time as a Star Wars fan is if you're going to set up a new generation of heroes, you would do it in Episode Nine, the very last episode, right? Because you would say these heroes' journey is over and they are passing the baton. And now we get to go on an adventure with them in a separate series. Right. Great. Terrific. But because this is part of the this one saga that they have dubbed mm-hmm. the Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. when they made the prequels, love them or hate them, when they made the prequels, it was a prequel where we visited the young version of the characters that we like. Right. And then a bunch of others, right? And I, I would say they were mostly unsuccessful in doing that, which means when they're coming out with the new movies, you're thinking, all right, do it, do it right this time. Show me the end of their life. You show me the beginning of their life. You showed me the middle. Show me the end. Show me them wrapping it up. Right. And then so I, I totally do understand that. I also, on the other side, I get that is not a business savvy decision. You want to get more people on board. You want to sell that merchandise. You need right. to introduce this to a new audience. Yeah. So I know why we have Ray and why we have Finn and why we have Poe. And I love them. I think they're fantastic. I do. I, I think Force Awakens really screwed up because they spent way too much time looking in the past. Yeah, they just made a new hope. Yeah, they were just shinier. they were just idolizing the stuff that we've already done. You didn't need to do that because I can watch a New Hope anytime, right? So in that way, it was like right, I don't know. All right, take two. Let let me get a better one. Let me get a new take. And then Episode Eight came out, and it was like the Abyss stares back. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> hold up. Right. I wanted to see my heroes, not me. <laughs> like, don't talk mm-hmm. about me. Right. Don't tell me that I need to give up my love for this franchise because what's in the past is in the past and I need to move on. I feel attacked, you know? Uh, so I feel like in a weird way, being a fan of this of Star Wars is kind of odd. It's hard mm. because participating, it's like the people who are telling these stories right now don't necessarily seem interested in telling the stories many fans want. But at the same time, they're introducing tons of new people into this world. Yeah. You included. Yeah. And and that's a 
good thing. So we got Mando and we got Young Bull Yoda. This is why I say, and I can say with confidence, the you know the first three movies that came out were the ones that are the most important to me, and that's it. That's mm-hmm. the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Everything after that for me exists. It's you know either good or I have memories of it, or it's just not good, and I, I don't watch that one again. I'm not watching Phantom Menace a second, third, fourth time. Yeah, you know I don't revisit that. But those first three movies were the ones where my heart is. And that's it. They can come out with episode nine. I hope it's phenomenal. I hope I shed a tear. I hope I have a great time. But it can't be as important as the first three. Because the first three were, that was my childhood. Right. That was falling in love with that thing, you know? Right, right, right. So that's that's where I am. And I'm I'm comfortable with that. That's fine. So I'm ready to take anything else that they have to offer me. Because this is fun. This is just extra. Got it. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. But, it, you know, episode nine, uh, I would be lying if I said I wasn't already get in, getting emotional about closing the story out. I saw a trailer for it before I saw Knives Out, and I felt that that, that tightness right in my throat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we're doing this. John Williams' girl. saying goodbye. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the music as, as a part of storytelling, the way that John Williams is capable of doing that, and whoever mixes those trailers, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Yeah. They got my number. I think that what's interesting about the I'm way... I'm going to bring that extra box of tissues with me. <laughs> Good job, Timmer. Mm-hmm. Um, taking this last trilogy and closing out the Skywalker saga yeah. and how Watchmen, the TV show on HBO, is almost like opening up Watchmen all over again yeah. for a whole new group of people. I don't think we talked about Watchmen since we did a, did a big Dr. Manhattan I think we, episode. We will be forced to talk about it on our next episode because yeah. it will be over. Yeah. And I, that that's the one where I think let's we'll save it up and we'll just it get sense. it all out. Because mm-hmm. then we'll be able to reflect on all nine episodes and now that I'm excited about. Yeah. My God. I feel like I need to watch it all over again. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Internet, we'll talk to you guys again after we have watched episode nine and the ending of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. And also we'll be talking about the end of the Watchmen or the Also end episode of, nine. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of nines going on. A lot of nines. Turn the what do you say? Six upside down is a nine now. <laughs> what do you say? We're throwing it over to six guy right now. Wow. Yeah. Six upside down is a nine now. Way to end the episode. Episode one twenty one. Yes. One seventy in legacy. Yeah. I'm making this a thing. You legacy number. We're gonna hey, don't think we've been doing 120, 21 episodes in no, five no, years. No, 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 no. We've been had a podcast. We out here. That's right. We've been did this. You understand me? Mm-hmm. End of this episode. We love you guys. At Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderus, at Comic Book Junto. Hit us up there. When are you guys going to see The Rise of Skywalker? Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? No. Is he rising from the dead? Find Is he out. rising as a space ghost? Ooh. Ghost Is that what coast. it means? <laughs> I'm excited about it. I want to see space ghosts show up in this one. <laughs> Definitely. He's like, yeah, I, I have no space. I had. A, I was gonna try <laughs> was to call on the space ghost voice. I was voice. waiting for it. It's like it's unpracticed. What? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, guys, we out of here. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. <laughs>